0: waiting for you. June, I'll try. Ours nothing is desperate just quite. June, I'll try. Ours nothing is just to be adjustment. The
1: Ours nothing is
2: just
3: to be adjustment. Welcome to the Road to Damnation podcast. Fuck it, i will do it live. Fuck it, we're going for it. Alright. Uh, all right everyone. Welcome to the Road to Damnation, a Horace Heresy podcast with myself. And tonight with me we have Mongo, as always. What's up? We also have Neo. Or you cunts. And for the fourth time trying to record this, we also have Kyle from New England, aka Karen, aka New Shane.
1: Hashtag new Shane. Hashtag fuck Shane. Hashtag fuck old Shane.
3: <laughs> so, um, so it's been a while since we've been recording. Some chaos has happened in everyone's lives. We tried to record stuff. It's gone by the wayside. Uh, so this is just us trying to get back to normality, but it's turning out to be horrendous. Craig Bart hates us.
0: Yeah, it's not that we haven't recorded. We just haven't released anything that we did record.
3: Well, it, it's not that
1: we haven't recorded. It's just that everything we've recorded hasn't saved.
0: That, that too. But we did record other episodes back in, like, April and March that we just
1: lost. I don't know what happened.
3: My computer again, I guess, is the answer to everything.
1: <laughs> I mean, can we just blame Shane?
3: Yeah, let's blame Shane. Yeah, let's just, let's just do that. Fuck Shane. But now we're back. Hashtag complaints go to Shane. His studio name is
1: Crimson Path Studio on Instagram.
3: Yep. Just yes, hashtag. Sh- go straight message to Shane. him,
1: but don't message him, but don't follow
2: him. <laughs> <laughs> he loves that.
3: Send him other people's dick pics. <laughs> so, on tonight's episode, we're gonna cover two things. The one is pretty important, because we all play it as our preferred playing platform, and it's a great way to get into the game, which is Mortalis. Um, or ZM, for sure. And as Mongo pointed out, we called it ZM Tactica. And this kind of goes into the, the meat and uh, details of it. I feel like it's important that we went that far and explained that, because... For people trying to get into heresy, it can be expensive, but ZM's a great way to start. Um, what else did we do? And then we also went on to... Uh, the no, question- listener questions? Yeah, the listener questions. Which I is guess where- just questions.
1: Are they really listeners if we don't put anything out?
3: That's true. We'll, we'll just call it like we were asking ourselves questions and giving ourselves fake names. So Mongo asked a bunch of questions So we ended up having to scrap because they were just garbage. Shane asked questions, but they didn't really have much meat to them. They were almost like they didn't exist. Like Shane. <laughs> and um, so therefore, we, we answered some questions, which we did in a rapid fire kind of deal before Craig Burt decided that he just wanted to crap out and not listen to it because it was that bad. So now we're at this point. We're at the intro. And we got to know about hobby progress, because a lot of people have been doing hobbying. So what the hell has been going on? I'm going to start this with... Let's go with the Kyle, because I know that you've got some cool hobby progress going on. Uh,
1: So I guess in my camp, um, I've been working on my Mechanicum. Uh, finally banged out that Domitar, or not Domitar, Thanatar that I've been uh, having on my painting table forever. I just have to do some powders on him, and he's done um started uh started work on some space wolf stuff and i actually uh as of yesterday which was saturday the 11th i had my introductory session with uh miles from little legend studios so that was pretty fun nice sweet is that it Yeah, I think so. Oh, I bought some Forge roll tiles. Just uh, gave those a -a scrub-a-dub-dub today.
3: Did you get in the the bathtub like Shane and, you know, start lathering up with them?
1: No, I actually, uh, I did them in the driveway. I just took some car soap and uh, a car scrub brush and just went
3: to town on them.
0: You lathered yourself up in the driveway.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I I did, I did. That's a win. Yeah the neighbors were probably staring intensely.
1: Oh, they were. They were basking in the glory. <laughs> nice.
3: So that's some pretty good hobby progress. I'm going to switch it over to a person who's generally given us nothing in hobby progress, but I know he has some now. Neo.
2: Well, let's see. Where to start? Um,
1: <laughs> at the beginning.
2: Yeah. I think I, Once I assembled Once upon like, a time. <laughs> I think I assembled like... 40 or 50 assault marines for Blood Angels. So I started, uh, Kyle was kind enough to write up a Blood Angels list for me to uh, start with. Um, so I basically took that and I just made extra because I knew I was going to be adding on to it. So I assembled like over 40 um, assault marines just decked out. I'm going to put melting bombs on them. I've got mostly Mark II, and then I just did a lot of more, like, later Heresy armor mixes, um, just, like, random uh, armor patterns. I think I have literally every uh, mark um, assembled, or, or, like, Marines with at least a part. There's some that with, like, five different marks on them. And then I made a badass Praetor. Then I'm going to magnetize the arm to make more of a Delegatus to, to start. Assembled ten jet bikes. And then I got a, I guess, Forge Worlds, the OG, and Speeder. And I just started assembling a bunch of other Blood Angel stuff for fun, like Dreadnoughts and shit. Um, And then I'm waiting for the paints to come. Uh, And I just ordered a a shitload of stuff. So Um, once the paints come, I'll start painting the Blood Angels. But in the meantime, I started building the terrain that I've been wanting to build for a few years. So I started a... um, the terrain for a overgrown battlefield of that's going to be like a old forgotten battle with orcs with like mostly, or basically all uh, Mark II um, bodies. Um, Actually, there's going to be some later marks probably just because, but all of the basing for my Blood Angels that I started as well have all Mark II on them. But, uh, so back to the terrain though. So I just started assembling a shitload of um, tanks and taking a bunch of old broken, beat-up rhinos and shit, land raider, and I have a a shitload of other terrain that I have to start assembling, or uh, tanks and shit, and flyers that I have to start assembling, but uh, I've been covering them with rust texture, and then I'm going to go back and use, I I ordered um, a shitload of supplies from, um, what's that site, Mongo? Competition Minis? Yes. Um, I got powders, oils, all kinds of shit for uh, painting the the rust. And then for the other parts of the terrain, I just got literally every type of grass tuft, powdered grass, everything to to make overgrown, you know, just like moss growing on the um, old tanks and shit. I got water effects for like little um, parts where like, you know, still water pools up. Um, I even got some green shit to make algae as well. And you can even buy, like, uh, laser-cut vines and shit like that. So I'm going to check that out, see how that looks. Um, there's I got, like, really tall tufts of grass. Um, so basically, I, I decided what I'm going to do is, for the parts, of the sides of the tank that have, like, bullet holes and shit, I'm going to have, like, little pieces of grass growing out of that. But I figured out how I'm gonna uh, I'm going to attempt to heat bend it in a way, so that way the grass, it looks like it's growing out and then up, like plants probably would do. Cause I really want it to be like super overgrown, lots of moss and shit like that. And um, I even took one tank, uh, old tank, and I took a bunch of wire mesh. So I have this really big, um, probably like a foot and a half inch tall, uh, maybe more like 22 inch tall tree growing through it and lifting part of it up by the roots because the roots kind of grew under it and like at an angle. That's going to be like kind of like the table centerpiece. I'm not going to have a shitload of really tall stuff just for storage reasons. Um, and I, I researched how to, you know, make the tree bark and all that stuff, so that's going to be fun. Um, and then back to the basing. I may, I'm making bases to match this table's worth of terrain. And I just took like tank parts, some old barrels, um, the skull box, the Citadel skulls. Um, so I have orc skulls. Mark II skulls. Um, and I've been acquiring dead Marines off of like Primark bases and stuff. So I'm going to favor the older uh, Marks, maybe go up to Mark III, probably save the Mark IVs for another project. Um, and because again, I want it to be a really old, overgrown Orc battle that's kind of from like 100 years ago or something like that. I think 100 years is long enough for a tank to just get covered in rust. But is it so, long enough
3: for a tree to grow for a
2: 100 years? Absolutely. There's 60-year-old trees in my grandfather's front yard. They're like a tall. So, he planted them as saplings.
3: It, it, so, it, dude, to be honest, it sounds, it sounds amazing. Can't wait to see as it progresses further through your... Yeah. Um, what I will say, and, I, and a lot of people, you know, obviously this is a podcast, so you don't get the images that we get to see. But what I will say is your conversion on your blood angels and conversions you've done on the terrain pieces for this table are top-notch probably one of the be- best that i've seen for that
1: yeah they That's look right. really good
3: yeah, I'm really did excited. you post
0: those on the uh on the instagram yet loose
3: i have not I, I i plan on it and uh, it's kind of like i wanted to wait for this episode because like they are some pretty you know generally like you say, "Oh, that guy's like Mongo is a really good painter." So you you're getting some really good stuff. Neo's main skill is he can convert things to an excellent level. I'm I terrible. Should do a, I should do a conversion
2: service and charge.
3: Definitely should. But
2: yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with this man. I, on the bases, I have like like a space marine arm sticking out of the dirt, severed limbs and i've got like full like half buried marines that i'm gonna have there's just like nothing where the head socket is with just grass growing out of it maybe like a small tree or something
0: you're casting all those bases too right
2: yeah so back in like 20 late 2015 early 2016 first got in the heresy um after like i guess a year or two of really wanting to get into it I picked up casting plastic, like using casting something plastic. So my my first fully painted army, which was the Imperial Fists, um, a lot of the the base infantry have casted bases. I mean, it's really basic bit shit. It's just like dirt. But I was like, that's going to be so much easier than using resin and fucking. Air. So then I basically I made what was this forty or fifty bases. Let's see. Yeah, Yeah, 40 bases with like the marine limbs and you know like some tank parts and there's like orc skulls. There's there's um, some of these bases actually have Mark II helmets that I I carved um, like a big chunk of the head off and or out and then took a skull a human skull, cut that up and then stuck it in so it looks like face was blown out of the mask and. the, um, there's just part of the skull sticking out, and you can get like some skulls that have like wrecked, you know, like fractured uh, craniums. Some of them have like a loose jaw that's kind of like hanging. So that's nice. fun. I did shit like that with a lot of the bases. So
3: that's awesome, dude.
2: Super exciting. So yeah, and so the the res the uh, plastic casting stuff it can get pretty expensive, but um, you just get a digital scale and weigh it out. And it's really um, it pays off because it's super easy. I think it takes like less than an hour to like harden and be ready to use. And it's really cool because depending on how you do it, um, let's say like you have to cast something in a way that there can't be too much of an undercut. If you pull the plastic casting of the base out early enough, you can totally bend and manipulate the plastic because it dries like fucking really hard. And it's hard to. I mean you can't manipulate it after that, you just didn't snap. So it's really fun. So I guess that's
3: is that? That That's all So when you get to a point we can be like, hey Neo, we need some of your bases.
1: Yeah.
0: You I, could even do a tutorial on that, man. Fucking post up a how to on the Instagram yeah. or maybe do a oh, little yeah. maybe for next I'm gonna record something. I think that
1: would be a good idea, yeah.
2: Hell yeah! Yeah, I built the bases up with like cork and gravel and all this shit. And then I competition minis. I probably spent. I competition
3: minis, amazing during yeah. the uh, dude. Covid. Period.
2: They are, they are infinitely better than Amazon, and like the customer service is fucking phenomenal. Love that website.
3: Yeah. Got so much shit. I'm like and super excited. Hands down, definitely better than Amazon. So then. Oh fuck yeah! We move on to the infamous Mongo that, if you haven't seen, has been extremely busy over the period of time, creating a, quite a bit. With everything.
0: So uh, where to begin? I definitely... So I did a ZM board uh, using the new GW plastic stuff, uh, 4x4 with that assembled and uh, painted that. Um Painted a Reaver Titan, full-size Reaver Titan, yeah, for uh, Legio Atarus. Pretty happy with the way that turned out. And uh, lately I've been uh, working on my Sons of Horse. so I just finished a 10-man Mark V squad and a couple of other guys, and working on a Centurion for them right now, and uh, assembling a Felblade to go with that. I have a uh, kind of large battle uh, planned here with uh, one of our mutual friends here. We're going to do about... About six thousand per side. Is that Craig? Yeah, with Craig. So it we're, gonna re- we're gonna have a re we're gonna have a reer we're gonna have with we're gonna have a reaver on each side, and then we're doing about forty five hundred or five thousand points on there with super heavies too. So I'm assembling the fell blade. I'm gonna do a whole armored company. So it's kind of like some inspiration to help me work on some stuff to get it done since there aren't any events right now, and that's you know usually what helps really like drive us through those. Uh, Gives you like that hobby inspiration is having an event coming up, but so we kind of planned this out, working on that stuff. Um, I'm sure there's some other stuff that I've worked on, but kind of falling to the wayside right now. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it, man.
3: Nice. So, uh, my hobby has uh, been pretty busy. Um, at the start of this, you know, I decided I wanted to paint a legion that I for was pretty tough when I was kind of doing painting, which was to do the Death Guard, because White is phenomenally famous, but after taking a bunch of classes and really perfecting my skill, I've taken it on, and I painted up a whole bunch of stuff. I even entered an online painting competition, which uh, Mongo totally forgot to mention, but Baldor came in third or second, and then his Goliath gang actually came in first right?
0: Yep. Uh, I think so. Yeah, something like that.
3: So yeah. um, it, so he got Baldur was a single model. Uh, Goliath was the, the unit of five models. Um, and then I entered my saber for my death guard, which uh, came in first. So pretty pumped about that. You know, my paintings definitely come a very long way. And I would definitely recommend classes to anyone that can afford to do them. Yeah, man. I'm not going to stop here. I already have a class booked with um John Mag... I can never pronounce his last name. But right now, he's in the White Dwarf of this month on the 10th page with his um, Warhammer Underworlds uh, skeleton war band. It's somewhere in there. So, you know, I, I have that book because I'm going to do skins and, and fabrics with him. Uh, but, you know, for for that, I've been painting Death God. You know, I've been working on stuff and also coming up with a idea that I think will be truly fun for everyone in the community. Um, but not only that, I got to play a bit of Lore Mortalis with uh, Mongo and Craigbot, which was awesome.
0: Yeah, that was our first uh, post-COVID game right there. That was a good time. It was definitely a good time. And the uh, painting contest was hosted by uh, Mythico Studios. That's where we I think we hold most of our events there now uh for the last like couple of years. So it's, it's an awesome kind of gaming club/store, slash store. so check them out, Mythico Studios. Um and it was a uh, John Margi- Margiata is the Margi- painter. So yeah, yeah, he's he's won some uh, Golden demons and stuff before and he's one of our local guys and he runs pretty awesome classes too. So if you are in the Jersey area and he's putting on a class, it is well, well worth it. Uh, the class size is usually pretty small. It's around six to eight people per per class. It runs for about four or five hours, but you get some really good one-on-one time and instruction from John. So um, Mythicos will host those and just keep an eye out on their webpage. And we'll usually post something up too on uh, either in the NJ Heresy forum or uh, our Facebook group, not forum, who uses forums anymore anyway. For the uh, Road to Damnation group, there too.
3: God, you're so like, what is it, two thousands with forums?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, and and Lewis, what you need to do is to post up some of your original work that you did with your Salamanders, and now the work that you're putting out with your Death Guard, so people can see how much you've progressed and how much you've benefited from some of those
3: classes. For sure, it's it, uh, the classes done. Like, I I reached out to John personally. I said. I want to improve in this, this, and this. And he gave me a price, and I was like, all right, let's do it. So, like, I'm doing some like, – for three hours, it really wasn't a bad price just to sit down with him and have some one-on-one time. So I'm pretty excited for that. I'm going to get some hands-on experience and improve in areas that I feel like I need to. But I definitely – like, if you want to see when I, where I started and where I am right now, it's, like, leaps and bounds. Like, definitely go yeah. pay for a class.
0: That one-on-one time is not as cheap as Neo's mom, but it still works.
3: (laughs) I heard Neo's mom was free. If she likes you.
1: (laughs) She's free for me. She pays you.
3: (laughs) (laughs) What's up, everyone? Uh, We're going to record this segment that we are now attempting to record for the second time, or third, Uh, thanks to some magic. Uh which where we actually shout it out to you guys. We're gonna record an episode. Shout out, give us some questions. Um and we 15 had weeks ago. Fifteen yeah. weeks ago. This is how long it's been. Uh we didn't, happened, it
0: we didn't say it was coming out soon.
3: Uh Shane happened to open a box of Dalak during the episode and messed up the audio. And then we just had our recording bot leave the channel. So it's been interesting, but we're gonna try this again. Because why not? Um, so we're going to take your questions, kind of rattle them off, and answer them one by one. So the first one tonight is from Sean. He asks, fast painting terrain. I'm guessing he wanted tips, and we got two of the greatest people to ask. Far away.
1: All right. My- rattle cans.
3: Rattle
0: cans. Definitely rattle cans. And uh, layer your colors. Start with a, you know, do a black. Use black for your uh, primer. Then, usually a purple or a brown works well. Next, layer some grays and pans on there. It'll give you a great, great concrete color. know yeah, it'll do for ninety percent of your thirty k building terrain. Uh, then follow it up with some some oil washes. Maybe a little dry brushing. Use a larger brush, the largest brush you can. And uh, to add some spot color in later, you know, use, uh, use your airbrush if you have time.
3: So yeah. uh, I was going to say, taking it to the next level, if you've just done the rattle cans, a bit of dry brushing, some oil washes, what's the next step to take it to the next level? Um, if it's decals. metallic,
0: yeah, decals. Uh, if it's metallic stuff, do some sponge chipping. Or you could even sponge chip a similar base color over that. So say you have like a gray concrete wall. You can sponge chip a very similar but different gray over the gray that you just rattle canned. It'll help give it more like that concrete texture. It'll give them a little bit more depth to that gray. And then uh, airbrush some streaks onto it, some some dirt around the bottom of the the building and the train, use like a, a brown or a reddish color. Let's create that dirt and dust that builds up. Nice. Train's fun, Train's fun and fast. And, it's a great place to practice your uh, weathering techniques that you can then use later on your tanks and some of your more expensive units like your super heavies.
3: Nice. It's a good tip for all of you out there. So we got another question from Joey that asks, why don't we see more fortifications in the game?
1: Um, I would say, unfortunately, because they really kind of suck. Uh, they're they're really easy to to blow up and they cause a lot more harm uh, to the people inside than you would out of like every other vehicle.
0: Yeah, the drawbacks I think outweigh the the uh, the benefits.
1: <laughs> would you say they're over? It's like hiding out of a bomb, right? Yeah, you're basically hiding instead
3: of a bomb. Do you feel that they need to, like, maybe have some fan rules or something out there that makes them a little bit more viable in the game? Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. because, so. I mean, cause, I mean we, we just think about it, right? Like, do you feel more safe? Like, you know, if if you were getting shot, would you feel more safe in, like, a car or, like, a concrete building? Probably the building. But it's the opposite in there, is <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes. Not being in that fortification is definitely safe.
1: <laughs> Get in your car and drive away.
3: So then we have a uh, another good question which is asked, uh, how would you include knight armagers in an allied detachment using Mechanicum?
1: Uh, so they are a 0-1 to one heavy support choice. You can take up to 3 of them. There's a uh... Back in January of 2019, Forge Road put out some rules for them.
3: Nice. And then from Brent, again, he, he does ask us also, one um, Legion that you would never play and what Legion of Force are you most likely to paint up? So uh, let's start with Neo. Neo, what, what's one Legion you would never play and one that you would paint up? Neo. <laughs> <laughs> it's going well. All right, we'll skip this.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, I'll go.
2: Fuckers, hear me now.
0: Alpha Legion.
1: Alpha Legion.
2: Uh, Why Alpha I w- Legion?
0: I will never, never fucking paint or play Alpha Legion. I hate them. Absolutely hate it.
1: I think they're just very gimmicky. They just take that, um, that. Oh, I'm a super sneaky guy. Like, to the next level. They're
0: too perfect at everything, and that bothers me. Um, But don't let me stop you from playing. Go ahead and play them. I'll definitely play against them. Uh, If there was an army, I was going to paint. I would love to paint some ultramarines. I like painting bright
1: colored armies. So,
0: what about you, Kyle?
1: Um, if I, one that I would like to paint and that I'm very tempted to is uh, Imperial Fists. I think there's just something about that really beaten weathered look. And I think yellow is particularly fun to weather just because of, you know, how I think it, it really lends itself well to uh, streaking grime and stuff like that because it shows, you know, those, those browns will show up really well over the yellow.
3: Nice. Yeah.
2: Um, is Neo, there? You fuckers hear me yet? Yeah,
0: we yeah. hear you. Yeah. So, what do you got? I
2: would never play with bears because i All
3: right. Neo just shot the bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think he Sorry. said
1: that he wouldn't play word bearers. I think all that resonance basement
0: is uh interfering with his internet signal. So
3: that are <laughs> <or> the nerds. <laughs> well he he gets fixed up. Um one I'd never play is uh world eaters um with angry ron. Um and then one that I would paint up is probably ultramarines. I think they're cooler than Imperial Fists in Heresy.
0: And Ultramans are way cooler in Heresy than
3: they are in 40k. Yeah, they
1: suck in 40k, but they're super cool in the Heresy because who doesn't want to be a Roman Legion?
3: Right. It's just it's cool.
2: Can you guys hear me now? You
3: <laughs> He's back. Take four. It's just not meant to be.
0: All right, next question.
3: All right, so next question I still feel like I want to mention it, but it's, you know, Shane's Uggs. We we told him about it. He, he loves them so much. Sorry, who's Shane? That's right. Who is Shane? Um. So yeah, we'll ignore that one and go on to the next. Uh, Fellblade or fell Fellblade. One for
0: uh... the Fellblade.
3: Both.
1: I own a falchion and that classic tank destroyer look is cool, but T T-54 like rounded ball turret. Mm.
0: If, you, if you had to pick one. If you had to pick one your life depended upon it, Kyle. Uh,
1: well, oh, uh, probably a Felblade just for versatility.
0: Alright, and Louis?
1: I own why would it be a Felblade?
0: Felblade, there you go. <laughs> Neo?
1: Fuck them both. <sighs>
3: Great. At, <laughs> Solid advice. <laughs> uh all right, so next one is favorite special character from both fluff and a rules standpoint. Um neither.
1: I really hate special characters.
3: Tibulton. I I I for me I really like Typhon, but I don't like playing with him, so I'm gonna say you know I like Typhon for the this the rule standpoint, but I would I would never play with him. They they have their place in the heresy.
1: Fair enough. Build your own special character.
0: What would you say, Neo? I don't
1: play fucking special characters. So. Yeah, I, he, I, he's he's an imperial yeah. fist. He would say Sigismund. No, I think he ran a. You, you I ran that. Pollux, the... oh, yeah, yeah. I ran Pollux like when I first started playing Heresy
2: and he he fucking died anytime I played um what's that? Zone Mortalis cause Yeah.
0: But uh I think we're all on the same page about
2: none of us really run special characters
0: too much. I think they're already kinda their stories are already set in the heresy. You kinda already know where they're gonna be and what they're doing for the most part. And uh, when we're running narratives, I think it's more immersive for me to kind of create my own character and the fluff behind my own army when I go to play. What about you guys?
1: And I think just to expand upon that point a little bit, I mean, the Heresy is the largest war the galaxy has seen since, you know, the War in Heaven. Um, There's, you know, millions of people running around on both sides and almost everybody dies, so... There's that
3: Or runs away, <laughs> yeah i i'm I'm with you i I personally would rather just use my own character Because a lot of the battles that we're creating are kind of smaller battles and not the big ones, unless you're using the big ones, and you've got a good place and time to use them
1: if you're but,
0: recreating some of the Battles out of the black books. If you're doing like fan three, Fan five, I think there's definitely a good. That's a good place to use some of those special characters, uh, recreating the stories and the uh, the arcs out of those black books. But outside of that,
3: I'm not. I, I'm probably not. I'm with you. It's it's definitely a time and a place to use them. then, <coughs> Quinn asks. Or... What do you do when someone joins your community who seems not to care about the law or even try to know anything about it? Something that's big in the heresy.
1: Um, I think try to, you know, definitely try to, like, stoke that, you know, the, the interest in, the, in them if you can, you know, try and introduce them. The black books are fantastic for that, you know. Show them a black book and, I mean, it, if they're not interested in the lore after that, like fuck I don't know what you can do
0: let yeah let, let them read the give them not just the black books but the novels is what really got me started on it. You can get them in ebooks, loan them a book, loan them an audiobook if they don't like to read show them your enthusiasm for that kind of style that that side of it that's um what's the word infectious, yeah when when they see how much you really care about that, they're gonna understand that there's probably this whole other side of hobby that they've never even really been exposed to. And then once they bite, once they start reading those books, it's inevitable. They're gonna get into
3: that. For sure. It's once it's uh, it's tough. Like for an eighth edition person, they they come from a very competitive background and then they that's all they really know. So like they're always gonna come at it with like the most aggressive list possible, and you know, it's our job as a community to be like, hey, that's not really what the heresy is about. Like,
0: you could also go about uh, using some of the missions out of the black books and recreating some of the more kind of like narrative historical scenarios that they had in there, which are less like, hey, I win, you win. It's more of a it's it's way more narrative driven. You can you can do that, and that'll help paint that picture for him on how the heresy is more narrative focused, and less dick kicker.
3: So hopefully that helps. If not, just ignore that guy. So the next question comes from Alex, who's asking why do events not allow more foretell variations?
1: Um, I, I think because. Everybody's used to the standard one. Um I think if you get more veteran players, you know, they're they can play around somebody having a different force org, probably with the exception of Leviathan. I, I think if you have a Leviathan force org and somebody doesn't have a Leviathan Force Org, you're probably gonna win. Um But I, I just think that everybody's used to the standard one it fits everything pretty well um and i think people like it it, it works you know not to say that the others aren't likable or that they don't work in in mm-hmm. their particular instance but i think that everybody's used to crusade
0: yeah i think i think it's good leveling it kind of levels the playing field on that especially when you're doing larger events I could see using alternate ones, especially if you're doing uh, smaller events and more events that are catered to a certain situation that they might work.
3: It's definitely an option.
0: <laughs> I don't know. What do, you, what do you think, Lewis?
3: Yeah. Um, I kind of agree. Like the um, Leviathan Force, or can you... that's kind of one you want to ask your opponent beforehand and be like, hey, can I run this? But you just don't want to show up with that, because he's probably not gonna have a good day.
2: I've only uh, ever- I- crusades. So.
1: Yeah, I don't think I've really run anything except crusade.
3: anova well, uh, nova you not did really run
2: frequent, So for me, I just want to jump in, and fucking play. It was just jump fault.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, you uh-huh. t- <clears throat> Lewis, were you talking about the um the yeah, ZM like, four-star?
3: Yeah, you
1: you played a different one at ZM. Yeah. I think I, th- I think those are a little bit different than the uh, Leviathan Onslaught. Uh what's the one with the extra fortification? Castellan? Mm. I think so. Yeah, those were kind of what I was, uh, I was picturing in my
3: mind. Fox's question. No, that's definitely. I mean, it it's feasible. It's just if someone's not used to seeing that, or it, it can create what? kind of an imbalance. Even just playing
1: with their particular rules, like you know the the onslaught with the extra heavy support, like you always go second. I don't know. There's just there's little like. Nuances
3: like that that people might not be aware of, right? So, that that's really the reason why it's just to keep it simple, easier for everyone on the even playing with builds. Um, so yeah, and then do Death Guard get a bonus right now?
1: Uh, yeah, I think Death Guard just sees the initiative. <laughs>
3: Definitely
0: Next question. That.
1: Yeah.
3: Is Neo alive? Neo, yeah. are you alive?
0: He's definitely dead inside.
3: We know that. Right now, is he alive? Can you hear me?
2: <laughs> so right, we got uh, do we talk about
0: uh, base rim color? Painting rims of bases?
3: Oh, that, that black. was black, 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 black for sure. Or any, any other color is wrong. No, brown's okay, green's a little off.
0: Yeah, no more goblin green. Go to, take that to the old hammer page,
1: unless you're playing Warhammer Fantasy Battles. Yeah, then you can do green,
0: but that's a different really? podcast. The uh, there's nothing that like bothers me more, except for maybe not drilling out your bolters. Is when somebody's got an awesomely painted army and they don't paint the rims of their bases, it drives Um, me crazy. And it's just like that the basing material that they painted with the color is like leaking over the edges. Just get a brush, hit it up in black, make it look good. It's like framing a picture, It, it finishes the model
1: and makes it look. And the one thing the one thing you should never ever under any circumstances do is clear base your miniatures.
3: Right. Um, that's that's like a big no. Like, just don't do it. Don't do it. What if uh, you're playing
2: custodes then? That's when it's okay.
1: Nope. Definitely nope. not. Definitely not okay. Next question. The
3: next question is, if you could design your own right of war for your favorite Legion, what gimmick would you design around?
1: Um, uh, I would definitely I make these uh, the Space Wolves would have to howl. Like, the player would actually have to howl, and I think that would really really piss off Shane.
3: I like that. Maybe we should uh, add that into the campaigns. Yeah, we definitely should.
1: Um, Shane loses a victory point every time the space player howls.
0: A right, have it a right of war where you get to, it's just like uh, your, your, your drop pod salt, but you get free drop pods, but if you mishap and they scatter, you have to smash your, your drop pod on the floor. You have to throw it against the floor and <laughs> it explodes.
1: And you have to load your squad into it first.
0: Of course you have to load your squad into it first. <laughs> Who doesn't do that? I always <laughs> put my squad
3: my dropouts. Uh, I feel like for me, if I was doing it right War 4 Death God. I would like to see a latter Heresy one with... A Nurgle taking over a bit more, like maybe uh, the the true vomits, or like like
1: a you know, become like the old uh, the plague marines of old, like T5, feeling the pain, but like super slow and everything.
3: Yeah, something along those lines where you kind of add in like a little bit more of the like you could even do that with like um, now with Solar Wars coming out, and me and Mongo have talked about it quite a bit how they describe some of the uh, son, Sons of Horus, like, how they've just recruited gang members to to fight for them, because they need to restock the Legion.
0: I think it would be really cool to see some bright Wars that would kind of mimic the armies that you see in the Siege of Terror books.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: And... Alright. Um, and then, what else we got?
0: Three least favorite Primarchs.
3: Oh, yeah. Three least favorite Primarchs.
0: All three (laughs) Afarious.
2: I knew you were a um, third Afarious conspiracy. No, I am not a fan. I think that is I guess you fucking are. No, I don't You're so vehement that it's clearly like like a a forced lie. I'm getting triggered right now. Obviously. (laughs)
1: I would say um, definitely Alfarius um, Probably Dorn. I'm not really a big Dorn fan and Fulgrim.
0: Well, okay, so if Dorn and Alfarius fought, who
1: would you want to win? <laughs> I know the answer to this question and I'm not going to spoil it.
3: Fulgrim would win. All right,
2: Lewis. Fuck Fulgrim.
3: <laughs> For me, I would probably, um after the Fulgrim book, I would definitely put Fulgrim in there as one of my most least liked Primarchs. Um, I, I would probably follow it up by Rogaldon. I just think he's very boring. Still loses to Ferris. Uh, not the Ferris Manus 2, but Arabo.
1: I was say Ferris is very dead. Or and is he
3: alive? Who's, who's your third? My third would probably be a Megon.
0: Okay, fair enough. Nice. Neo, what do you say?
2: Fuck Fulgrim. He's stupid.
0: Okay, what about the
1: other two? Yeah, I
2: don't know. I don't know, like... I like Alfarious.
1: No, who do you not like?
0: Give give us two that you don't like.
2: Um, yeah, I just really don't like Fulgrim. The others don't really bother me. So okay,
3: (laughs) 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 so then, uh, is there a unit or aspect or law that you wish to see implemented in Buddy K? Um,
0: I think the loopers. Guy. Guy? Oh, I was about to say that one. Very yeah. good, good. call.
3: Good call. I would like to see more of the Siege of Terror units pop up. Like which ones? Um Plague Marines. I would like to see the uh gang um members from the Sons of Horus.
0: I think, I think demon engines, like dark, uh, dark mechanic on demon engines and some of the other technology that they started using, that'd be pretty cool. And I think that's coming up in the book after the Dark Angels book in the
3: book Road to Framus. Yes, after after the Dark Angels book, I think there is yes. in dark mech.
1: Yeah, I believe they were, uh, they committed to that at least. I
2: wonder if they'll get that far.
3: leave uh, <laughs> Nia do you
0: have any uh, any units that, that you want to
2: the only uh, armies I'm really interested in currently are uh, Imperial Fists and Blood Angels and they have everything I think is cool
3: so okay and then cool. uh, that's I think we've reached the end of it
0: um, nice. Well, we hope that uh, that answers some of your questions. It probably creates a whole lot more questions.
3: <laughs> what are you on about? It should answer all the questions. Um, maybe there's a burning question. I feel like there might be one one last one, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. So,
0: If you have questions on top of these questions, or you have other questions that we didn't answer, Please shoot us post on like the page.
3: Hashtag Wes sh- Shane shoot us a message, an email
1: if you want Shane to teach you how to three D print.
3: Shoot us an email. Yeah. Or or reach out to his uh his personal page, Crimson Path Studios on Instagram. All right, that's it for this segment. And that's when Neo's mom said, "You're so much no I'm I can't do just it. give her
2: a box wine. It's good man. That's <laughs> all
3: yeah. she needs. Box wine. It <clears> all she needs off. is a
1: dick in a box.
3: Oh. <laughs> so let's talk. Let's recap this episode. You know that that's kind of the beauty of it. You know." For me, I still stand by ZM is the best format concur. to play Heresy. Totally
0: concur.
1: Yep, ZM or Centurion for me.
3: You know, it allows you, it allows you to be creative with the format. It allows you to be a little bit more taking the standard Spartan, Terminator format. You can try some different units like Flamers out. Um, just a much better format, especially if you're definitely, just getting into definitely. the game. Yeah.
0: We, uh, unfortunately, we don't have any uh, events coming up. Um, we're looking at possibly September, so keep your eyes open. Uh, if you do have any events that are coming up and there are any scheduling you want us to shout them out, go ahead and hit us up at uh, on Facebook. Yep. Road to go definition.
3: ahead, Lewis. at gmail.com or the Facebook or the Instagram. Not the hate mail, though. The
1: hate mail goes to Crimson Path Studios on Instagram.
3: That's true. Or you can email Shane directly. if um, You just message us, we'll send you the link. He deals with all the hate mail.
1: Old Shane, not new Shane.
3: <laughs> right, new Shane, new Shane doesn't want to hear about the complaints of old Shane.
0: Awesome. You guys got anything else?
3: We got Road to Forever coming out soon, so we will definitely have to do some more. Dark yep, we'll, Angel do some stuff really bad, we'll do some really
0: bad. We'll do so, some really bad book coverage and review on that. No yeah. doubt, no doubt.
3: Well, I could definitely go into. We can definitely go into the second book, which is spoiler alert: the dumbest freaking ending second, in the world. What are
0: you talking about? Second book.
3: Dark Angels. All right, all right. Second don't, Dark don't Angels book. Dark.
0: But anyway. <laughs> Check out the line Book if you haven't yet. That's an awesome, awesome book. And definitely, I think, is going to have some uh, little like, sneak peeks at what's going to come out in the uh, in the book there. Some of the stuff
2: that they hinted at with the Dark Ages.
0: I think we'll see some awesome stuff coming out.
3: Also, I got
2: the special edition for
3: that. If you're interested in... Also, if you're particularly interested in Neo's modifications or making the plastic bases you should definitely email the show and give us a shout out we'll definitely get you in touch maybe we'll make an episode on it focus solely on what he does because what he truly does is pretty spectacular i'll definitely post more pictures on instagram i would Uh, i would definitely be
1: uh interested in uh in that casting is kind of i think something that a lot of us want to do and it's just you know It's like 3D printing. It's like that next frontier that everybody's like, oh shit.
0: Alright, there it is. Next episode. Dino's going to do a uh, segment on casting
1: and on uh, how to convert. Not casting on a black couch, though. (laughs) Not that (laughs) casting.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boom. On that that note, this is the Road to Damnation signing off for this episode. that's taken many weeks to record. See ya. Peace out, guys.